Let us pray. Father, thank you for the Bible. Thank you that you speak to us through its words. And we pray that you will do that now as we read it. And we pray for Steve as he explains it. Amen. You may like to to find the reading. It's in Colossians chapter 1. And it's on page 1182. Colossians chapter 1. However, before we read that, there are, I'm going to read some words spoken by the Lord Jesus in John's Gospel. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then in Acts 14, Peter echoes Jesus' words as he answers his accusers. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Now let's read Colossians chapter 1 and beginning at verse 15, I think. Yes, verse 15. The Son, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he's the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight, without blemish and free from accusation, if you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. This is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. 
Wonderful. Thanks, Hazel. Um, now, this summer, uh, a few of us went to Four Mark Summer Camp. Um, it, it was amazing, like absolutely shattering, though. So, so a few of us leaders, we went out to celebrate, and we went out to celebrate in, in style. So we, we went to this place, and the menus came, and Dave Payne and myself, we ordered big. Like, we, we, we went big, um, and the food arrived. And there were these two gigantic sticks of pure meat, like grilled meat stuffed on a stick. And we had meatballs stuffed with meatballs, stuffed with more meatballs, wrapped in bacon. And on the side, some, some, some chicken wings and then some little lamb kebab skewers. Oh, incredible, glorious, amazing meat. We celebrated big. And me and Dave devoured this whole table of meat. Um, quite easily, actually. And, and we got to pay. And, and we get there. And one of the other leaders had paid for us. Uh, and this Britishness inside me just started rising up. I was like, no, I want to do it. I want to pay. I want to contribute. I would never have ordered so much if I knew. Like, I want to do it. And I think that we can have that, that same attitude sometimes to salvation, uh, to life forever with God in heaven. We, we, we might think, I want to do it. Or, or I want to contribute. And well, we're looking at today this big truth of Christ alone. And it covers those two points, because it basically means two big words. Number one, it means the exclusivity of Jesus. In other words, only Jesus could have died on the cross to save us. Like, I won't do, only Jesus will do. And number two, it means the sufficiency of Jesus. Basically, we just need Jesus. I can't contribute. We just need Jesus. And so that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. And we're going to start with only Jesus will do. Um, and it's there in John 14, verse 6 on your yellow order of service. Did you see it? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is making a massive, exclusive claim. He's saying, look, there is one way to salvation, one way to live with God forever in heaven, through me. And what's at stake is salvation, is life forever with God in heaven. So we need to make sure we've got the right person for the job, don't we? And I've shown you these before, but um, this here is a shelf. Now, in case you're wondering, a shelf should be in the wall like that, and it was at one point, but, but, but look at it now. It's in my hands, because it fell out of the wall. Because like, if you want to do DIY being done, you do not call Stephen Demetrio. I am shocking. Like, not only am I the wrong person for the job, but apparently, you see these little red things here, these red plugs are the wrong plugs for the job. Like, don't call me, I'm the wrong person for the job. Um, but, but Jesus... He is the right person for the job, and only he will do. Because um, Colossians 1, 15 to 25, if you close your Bibles, open it up to that, to that page again. Because um, this is kind of like Jesus' CV. It, it, it shows his qualifications. And so we're going to pick up a few highlights. Uh, verse 16 says, um, In him all things were made. Jesus made everything. He made the scintillating stars. He made the mighty mountains. He made uh, the, the, the vast, fathomless ocean. He also made the leaping gazelle. And then he made you and me. He made everything. What's Jesus like? 
like, be ready. It's coming again in about one minute, so be ready. Um, yeah, he made it all. And then verse 17, um, we see that Jesus, well, he's the death beater. The one who is alive right now and who gives life to others. What's Jesus like? That was better. We're getting there. It's coming again, so be ready. Um, like Jesus is amazing. And then we get to the big climax in verse 19. This is what Paul's been pointing towards. Verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. Dwell in Jesus. Jesus is God. He, he is totally God. Fully God. Completely God. You can't get more God than Jesus. What's Jesus like? Yes, we are there. He is God. And not only that, but he is the God man. And this is why only Jesus will do. He's the God-man. 100% God, 100% man. Um, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5 says, um, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. See, only the God-man will do to bring us to God. Because... Well, he is the God-man. He has to be man because, well, he has to act on our behalf. He has to live the sinless, perfect life which we have failed to do. He has to be 100% man. But he has to be 100% God because our crimes, our sins were committed against God himself. So God's not going to punish the third person. He's going to punish himself and only God can forgive sins. So he has to be God, 100% God. Only the God-man, Jesus Christ, will do. And only, God, uh, only Jesus will do too because of just how vile sin is. Um, Lizzie and I, when we first moved into, into, our, into our house, there was this stuff growing all over the place. Bamboo. And we thought, ah, oh, that's bamboo, that's lovely. But in two days, our attitude had changed. We realized bamboo is an issue because random bamboo shoots started peering up through our lawn. And you cut them down... And he's back with his friends the next day. And then, so listen, I started to tackle this beast, this monster. And then we realized just how vile bamboo was. Like the roots clump together in nodules. They extend under the lawn like a mesh. They, 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 they go deep down to the depths. And you hack away and nothing happens. Bamboo is vile. I mean, if you want to see just how horrible it is. Um, this is our garden fork. Yeah, that should be straight. Um, this is our shovel. Yeah, that should have a shovel at the end. Um, and this is Jeff Payne's shovel. Yeah, like, 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 like uh, we have a whole like a uh, garage full of artifacts that have been destroyed by bamboo. Bamboo is vile, and and uh, I think we can treat uh, sin a bit like bamboo as well. Uh, like, because I'm convinced God gave us bamboo for two reasons: one for pandas, yes, but two as a great picture of sin, um, because. We often think that sin's not that big of an issue. Oh, it's, it's not that bad. And, and we joke around with it. We talk flippantly about sin. But just like bamboo, sin is vile. Colossians 1, 21 says just how vile it is. It's the, uh, sin is evil behavior. It's evil. And sin, it, it makes us enemies with God forever. Sin makes us, uh, separates us from God forever. Sin is more vile than we could realize. It affects us deeper than we can truly understand. And it is more repulsive and hated by God 
than we can comprehend. In fact, sin is so vile and so horrible that Colossians 1.22 tells us the only thing that could sort out sin was the death of the God-man, Jesus Christ. I mean, just how vile must the disease be which only the death of God himself could sort out? So, a question for you. Um, do you have that kind of view of your own condition? Like, do you have a grasp of your own sinfulness that requires the death of the God-man to sort out? Because only Jesus will do. And, and there is no crossless salvation. That's what sin tells us. There's no way to be saved, no way to get to heaven, to live with God forever without Jesus. Um, have a look at Acts 4 verse 12 on your yellow sh- uh, service sheets. It says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name by which, uh, given to mankind by which we must be saved. Only Jesus will do. Salvation, life forever with God, is found in one place, one place alone, one name alone, Jesus. And it's his name, which basically means it's knowing him. It's in relationship with him. It's loving him. That's how we're saved. That's how we get to live forever with God in heaven. Alone. Uh, And so, I wonder... Do you, like, do you know this Jesus? Because there is no greater question I can ask you, or no, no greater thing I can urge you to do than this, if you don't know him. If you're not a Christian here this morning, please do all you can to find out about this Jesus. Because only he will do. Um, only he will do. Uh, we're going to do some maths here this morning. Who likes maths? Any maths fans? There's one at the back, Nigel Sargeen, big maths fan. Um, we're going to do some, some Jesus maths. Uh, we're going to do two sums. Here's the first one. Oh, that's not the first one. Here's the first one. Salvation, so life forever with God in heaven, minus Jesus equals nothing. Salvation minus Jesus is impossible. And like our, our culture... Uh, British 2017 culture hates this kind of claim. Because uh, we live in a politically correct, inclusive society which hates the exclusive claims of Jesus because this means two big things. It means, number one, religion won't do. Out of the 4,200 other world religions there are, none of them have the answer. None of them can guarantee us life forever with God in heaven because none of them at their roots have Jesus Christ. No religion will do. That's what Jesus is saying in John 14, verse 6. And secondly, something that could be even more hurtful to us, uh, I won't do. Jesus dying on the cross tells, shows us exactly what we're like. It shows us that we, each one of us here today, uh, is inadequate, insufficient for our own salvation. We cannot, uh, we cannot ever work our way into heaven. We can't. We are helpless, like a turtle on its back, trying to get up, up, up again. We can't do anything. We don't like that, because we're proud people. Um, and, and, and often we can get into the trap of thinking that, that in the world there are some nice people. People who aren't Christians, who, um, who may believe other, other things, other religions, but they're nice people. Like they're fine. They're, they're living good lives. 
But if Jesus, Jesus is right in John 14, verse 6, then only he will do, and there's no cross of salvation. So that means that every single person on this earth is in trouble. Without Jesus, we are without hope, without salvation, and we're not going to live with God forever in heaven. And so I think there's one thing we need to do. We need to make it our goal to tell people about this Jesus. Because salvation without Jesus is impossible. We have to tell people about Jesus. Uh, and so to help us, I want to challenge us at BH here to think of one person, one name, a family member, a friend who you can pray for this week for them to come to know Jesus. And who you can tell them something of the goodness of Jesus. So take 30 seconds. If you've got an activity sheet, you can write on the little card there for you. Um, who's it going to be? Um, for me, it's going to be my, my brother, my brother Michael. He's not a Christian, but I'm going to phone him this week and tell him about Jesus. And so all of you can ask me next week, Stephen, how, how, how do you get on with Michael? And please do, because there is no crossless salvation. Only Jesus will do. Um, we're going to hear more about this Christ alone um, stuff. And we're going to look at part two, the just Jesus stuff. Um, but first, we're going to stand and sing our next song, um, Before the Throne of God Above. And it talks about Jesus, the amazing, supreme Jesus. Let's stand up and sing this song together. So this reading is from um, the book of Hebrews, which is on page 1208 chapter well chapter 10 is on page 1208 and we'll begin reading at verse 11 Hebrews 10 verse 11 and referring to the old testament the writer to the hebrew says as he introduces jesus Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again. He offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to, make, to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Thanks, Hazel. So, uh, I've got a question for you. Um, is anyone in this church a perfectionist? Like, like you can't leave things alone. You're constantly tweaking, constantly changing things to make it perfect. And even then, you're not satisfied. Anyone like that? Any hands up? It's okay to not be okay? Put your hands up. Um, I, I, I definitely am too. And it constantly leaves me asking the question, have I done enough? What more do I need to do? Um, and 500 years ago, when these guys with beards were around, um, that was the question of the day. Because the medieval Catholic Church, they taught that, that, that to be saved, to live forever with God in heaven, yet to believe in Jesus 
and also do lots of other stuff. Things like um, penance, holy uh, um, last orders. Um, they, they, they had things like mass as well, which we call communion. And, and in their mass, what happened was the, uh, the priest got the bread and the wine and he held it above his head and said some magic Latin words and this bread and wine would transform into Jesus' body and blood. So, so that they were sacrificing Jesus every time they did communion. Uh, and so that we could be forgiven of our sins. It, it was kind of like this. Um, we were saved by Jesus, so we're in a car, and we are on our way to heaven. But we had to keep going to the church, which is like a petrol station, um, and, and, and through mass and these other penance things and things like that, they would fill the car with more petrol so you keep on going. And you see, this led to people, people asking the question, have I done enough? How can I be sure I'm going to be with God in heaven forever? Have I done enough? And these guys with beards on the wall there, uh, these guys and others looked into the Bible and they saw how rubbish that old system was. They saw how wrong it was because of verses like Hebrews 10, verse 11 to 12. And they saw what Jesus was doing. Did you notice it? Let's have a little read. Um, Hebrews 10, verse 11 to 12. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus sits. it's kind of like a school sports day. You know, everyone's in their colourful, colourful teams: are reds, yellows, greens, blues. Egg and spoon race going on. Parents are, are screaming. Uh, eggs are cracking. Whistles are blowing. It is all going on. And the aim, obviously, is to be the first team to finish the egg and spoon race, right? But but how does the judge know that that your team's finished? Well, the whole team sits down. You sit when you're finished. You sit when there's no more running to do. If you're still standing, you've still got to run the race, haven't you? And what's Jesus doing? He's sitting. Jesus is sitting because he is done. By dying on the cross and living the perfect life for us, he is done. He died the death in our place, which means nothing else ever needs to be added to Jesus' finished work on the cross. He's done. He's sitting down. We just need Jesus. That means that every single one of our sins which we commit, um, um, even those massive, scary sins that we think we're going to be battling our whole lives against, even the sins we don't even know are sins, even the sins we wish we could forget what we've done, even the ones, the past ones, the present sins, the future sins, all of them, Dealt with by Jesus, once and for all, gotten rid of. And, and that leads me to thinking of that incredible song. It is well with my soul, and those words, my sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. What awesome words. We just need Jesus. Uh, Because on the cross, Jesus died a horrific death. A gruesome execution for us. And on the cross, he shouted out three words which thunder through history. He said, it is finished. 
by those three words, he said that it is done. Sin, Stephen, your sin is taken care of. Stephen, your death is taken care of. It is done once and for all, for all eternity, done. Nothing else needs to be added. It's kind of like a gigantic full stop. You know, full stops and sentences, um, they stop a sentence, obviously. Um, without one, a sentence goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And we can keep on going around the whole room. Uh, uh, forever and ever and ever, and teachers get angry. Um, but, but like, those three words count as Jesus' gigantic, uh, eternal full stop. It is done. Jesus has paid the penalty once and for all, sorted out that once and for all, and made the way open to live with God forever in heaven once and for all, and nothing needs to be added. Wow. Uh, uh, Hebrews 10 verse 14 says this, For by one sacrifice he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. It's done. We just need Jesus full stop. To live with God forever in heaven, we just need Jesus. Uh, And that means we haven't got to punish ourselves um, when we do mess up. We haven't got to feel guilty and awful and hide away in our rooms for for, for days on end because we think that's what we deserve. No, it's dealt with. It means we can turn to God and say, thank you for sorting out my sin. It it, it also means that, um, well, God's love for us doesn't go up and down like a yo-yo. Our salvation... uh, our place in heaven it isn't dependent on what we do. It doesn't go up and down like a yo-yo. No. We're loved and saved and guaranteed a place in heaven because of Jesus. And that's it. It never changes. Never goes up and down. It, it, it doesn't matter what we do. Nothing I can do can change that if I've got Jesus. Wow. Uh, and that means it's time for some more maths. Get ready. Second, second equation is this. Um, there's no cross plus salvation. So Jesus plus anything else equals nothing. Because some people um, will like to say that we have, to, we have a Jesus plus salvation. It, 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 Jesus and something else, and then you can be a Christian. Like the, like the Catholic Church 500 years ago. Uh, but today it looks a bit different. Today we say things like this. We say Jesus plus understanding. Like I need to understand the whole Bible. I need to understand exactly what's going on. Uh, Then I can be a Christian. No. We just need Jesus. We haven't got to have it all figured out before we come to Jesus. We just need Jesus. Or or, or we might say, Jesus plus middle class. People look at the church and they go, our Christians are all middle class. Absolute rubbish. Jesus came for every single person of every single nation, of every race on this earth. He came to save us all. We just need Jesus. Or we might say, Jesus plus age. Like, I'll think about Jesus stuff when I'm older. Christianity is for old people. Absolute rubbish. Um, There is no age barrier to salvation. We just need Jesus. Young and old, we just need Jesus. Or or we might say this one. Jesus plus living a good, perfect, sinless life. Like, I can't be a Christian because I I, I keep doing this or I'm like this. Absolute rubbish. Uh, Jesus lived the perfect, sinless, beautiful life for us. We just need Jesus. We never, ever, ever have to add anything to the finished work of Jesus. He's done it all. We just need Jesus. Which I think is the most comforting thing. (laughs) It's incredible. Uh, Because 
it means that it depends on what Jesus has done on the cross and he's finished it and not on what I can do. It means I can relax. I know that I'm guaranteed a place in heaven with God forever because of him. Wow. That is so comforting. And I wonder, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Because I think it should bring us that incredible joy and that real comfort as well. We just need Jesus because only Jesus will do. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for, the, for, for your incredible son who, who died on the cross to save us and bring us into life forever with you in heaven. And thank you that that is never in doubt. That doesn't change based on what we do and what we, how we act. It's all done and dusted by Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, just a little uh, thing to say. In your service sheet, you should have got one of these funky cream-coloured pieces of paper. Um, this contains uh, quotes from legends of the past um, about Jesus. Uh, these are things I took out of the sermon, so it would have, would have been another half an hour long at least. Um, but, but these are great. So why not take this home, read them through this week, and think about Jesus. Uh, or, or maybe read Colossians 1, 15-23, every day this week in your homes and marvel at Jesus. Because what's Jesus like? Some of us were there. Some of us were there. Um, brilliant. We're, we're, we're going to sing um, 